0: to this week's episode of the last refuge i'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master dm jazzy hands and with me i have
1: the Zira, kit and
0: flick last week the party survived their first day without magic out in the wild congratulations barely (laughs) thank you It was a near thing at a couple of times, especially for Bizdira, who got swallowed by a giant plant frog creature and began to be dissolved by its stomach acid. As you do. Uh, As you do. Remarkably, however, the two remaining spellcasters, the better of whom strength modifier is plus zero, were able to pull (laughs) some martial prowess out of their asses and beat the creature to death. (laughs) (laughs) They then somehow managed to find Bizdira inside and pull her out seconds before she met her maker. Deciding it was probably best not to tempt fate any further that day, they found a secure location and bedded down for the night. The next morning, magic was back. But Kit was sick again with swamp fever, which Flick refused to cure magically. For now. Will Kit slap Flick for this affront? Or will he have a change of heart and literally just do his job as a cleric, yo? (laughs) Seriously. And what else will the party, will get thrown at the party before they are able to arrive at the Scale Tunnels? Let's find out. Hey, y'all.
2: Hey. I feel like just because you said that that was just doing his job, now out of spite, he's not going to heal me.
0: Yeah, I do. I do apologize for that. It was too easy a jab not to take, but it might be to your detriment.
1: (laughs) I also think that you should just go ahead and slap him.
3: (laughs) And that's where we'll leave it for this week. Tune in next week to find out whether Flick wants to play this game anymore.
1: (laughs) Our episodes are getting shorter and shorter and
0: shorter. I know, right?
2: I mean, here's the thing. We, like, Kit is a gentle soul. She's not going to slap Flick, but Mm -hmm. I'm, like, for sure going to give him, like, big, fat puppy dog eyes and just be like, how...
3: What? And he Please? will gla- he will look at you, and he will even get a tear in his eye because he knows he knows the suffering that you're feeling at this moment, and because he can relate, he's a, he's a well-adjusted guy, and uh, <laughs> he'll say, you know what, give me some time to meditate, and I will prepare lesser restoration. Don't you worry? Don't Lester you worry? Restoration.
0: Thank you. Isn't that what I need? Yes, but I think also I might just be tired, but I think you called it Lester restoration. <laughs>
3: Honestly, wouldn't put it past me, but I meant to say Lesser Restoration.
0: I don't know. I kind of like Lester Restoration.
3: Lester. We'll just call him Lester from now <laughs>
0: on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. So, so um, he
3: does so and he casts it and it's great.
0: All right. And so you're fine. Uh, Yay, you feel I'm crappy fixed. for a few
3: minutes and then you're fine.
0: All right. So uh, here's what we're going to do. I am going to turn the keys of the asylum over to the inmates this week. Uh so everybody gird your loins and uh strap in. Woohoo! Um Uh, A few weeks ago, uh, the wonderful and brilliant James Hake wrote an article on D&D Beyond about skill challenges, which are a uh, mechanic actually from 4th edition, which I have never played, but he wrote about them in uh, such a way that I thought was super interesting, particularly to use for travel over long distances. I don't know about you all, but like the two options that I usually see for like long overland travel are either like hand wave it and make it sort of meaningless and unimportant, which is no good, or fill it with random encounters that become really tedious after a while, which is also no good. Not that I don't love the random encounters that you all have in the wilderness, because I think it's up to this point has helped establish what type of creatures exist in The Last Refuge and sort of set the setting a little bit. But... James's article really made me think about how we can use these skill challenges to sort of tell exciting stories about your travel without it being super tedious. Thanks, James. So we're gonna give it a try. Thanks, James. Um So we're gonna give it a try. And like I said, uh, I'm turning the keys over to the inmates. So here's how this is gonna work. Mechanically speaking, you all are going to take turns going in order and just going round robin, and mechanically speaking, you're each going to make a skill check, DC 14, you get to pick the skill, and we need to make six successes before you get three failures is sort of the mechanical goal for this. Uh, If you succeed, you will arrive in Kobold Territory unscathed, having successfully vanquished whatever you come across along the way. If you fail, then you will also still arrive at Kobold Territory. You're not just not going to get there, but you will have (laughs) some sort of a penalty applied to you for a period of time. Maybe something will hinder your interactions with the Kobolds, or maybe there will be one last encounter that you will be exhausted for, or poisoned for, or something like that, right? Now... Flavor wise and narratively, you all tell me what happens on this journey from a day in, a day to the swamp's exit, uh, or to the edge of the swamp, and then all the way into the cobalt territory. You all have complete and utter narrative freedom. You understand the world of The Last Refuge. We've been playing for 68 episodes. I think you know this world, right? So you sort of understand what can and might happen within this world. And so you tell me. You can tell us about encounters that you have along the way. You can tell us about uh, difficult terrain that you have to work together to cross. You can tell me about silly things that happen along the way. I don't really care. This is all on you all to tell. Tell this story of your travel from the Swamp to Cobalt Territory. And within that, we're going to be making some skill checks. Does that make sense? No. Kinda. All right. (laughs) Great. So I have a sure, a kinda, and a no. So uh, I feel confident. Let's go ahead and do it. Hooray. Yay. All right. Who wants to give us our first storytelling beat and tell me a little bit about what happens on this travel?
1: Not me.
3: Okay. Flick definitely 100% does. All right. So Flick, the floor and the story are yours. Give us a story. All right. So uh, after casting Lester on Kit, (laughs) uh, we continue on our way and we're, you know, schlupping through the mud and the swamp and we can tell that it's getting a little bit cooler, but you know, it's uh, still muggy. And there are bugs still everywhere, and uh, there's uh, all of a sudden we come up, and and Zagar is with us, of course. Um, Oh, yeah, I definitely forgot about him. Yeah, definitely (laughs) Zagar is there. And uh, so we come along a sort of uh, what looks like kind of a strip of clearing. um, I would say probably around 20 meters long. Uh, Of just what looks like mud. Well, ho, ho, apparently we're in Europe now. 20 meters. 20 meters. That was just for you, UK listeners.
1: Dumb Americans.
0: It's
3: about 60 feet.
0: I don't know. Just Uh, imagine,
3: imagine like a half of an Olympic-sized pool. I swam for a long time, (laughs) so just do that. Um, it was, just, it was yeah. a shout out because I know we've got listeners in the UK and in points around Europe. So that's a shout exactly out right. Meters. <laughs> that's more international than America. Uh, anyway. Okay. So back to the story. Um, so <laughs> uh, you can tell that uh, it's kind of been cleared out by something. We probably don't know what it is. Um, but there are these uh, logs. Uh, they look kind of dried out. Uh, they're stuck in a particular... Um, upright uh, sort of configuration at the end. And it looks pretty an odd. I mean, it definitely compared to like the rugged wilderness that we've come uh, against as of now. Um, So it looks sort of manufactured. Um, But Flick will look to Zagara and uh, look at the sort of muddy kind of like slick strip in front of him, and look to Zagara and say, "Hey, you want to play a game?" And then we start a Saw
0: movie.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no! Another type of movie, but not Saw. Oh, okay, all right. And uh, does does Zagara agree? Uh, yeah, he does. So, um, he <laughs> yes, and will say, baby, yes, and he'll just yes, and and he will kind of look up and say, mm-hmm and uh because he's <laughs> too scared the to say voice. no voice
0: I'm so proud of
3: you yeah. mm-hmm. and he's too scared to say no and so flick will <laughs> um, kind of gesture uh down kind of reciprocating what he did uh kind of like the baby motion he did uh like to grab up but he'll grab down and so he will grab Zagara take him by the body I guess by the one hand on the legs one hand on oh, no. the torso oh, and no. slide him down. The strip of mud into the logs that are in the configuration down, uh, twenty five meters.
2: Are we bowling and with Zagara so right now?
3: Flick will make a hmm. Let's call it a dexterity. I don't know. So uh, you're what bowling. You, what you think, right acrobatics? is what you're doing. To be to be clear, you're bowling with
0: Zagara, right? Ex-
3: that's exactly what I'm doing. Yes. Okay,
0: fantastic. I'm going to call that a, I think we should call that a dexterity sleight of hand, which is not exactly right, but like, it's 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 sort of like aiming. So how does that sound to you?
3: Yeah, that's great. It was either sleight of hand or acrobatics. So I'm I am
0: obsessed. Okay. So here's what I would love to do. So (laughs) you're going to make the first, you're going to make the first check and this will be the check for the challenge for the success or fail. Okay. But then I want the two ladies to also make dexterity sleight of hand checks to see who wins this game of bowling, of Zagara bowling. Oh, thank
3: God. The okay, um,
1: is, is Zagar gonna let me bowl him?
3: We will find that out in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Flick rolls a natural 20.
0: Holy! Alright. Alright, so you get a strike. Ah, thank god. And also, uh, the first (laughs) success for this skill challenge, I can't remember if I said this before, but we need six successes before three failures, so that is one success. And you got a strike, fantastic, so why don't you go ahead and roll again, since that's what you do when
3: you get a strike, and let's see how your second bowl goes in this frame. Second bowl? Well, I mean, but if you get a strike, you're done for the round. Maybe it was a
2: spare? No, don't you, you get to if roll we're, again? If we're if, at the very end of the game, if then if you
3: get to roll yeah, remember. Uh, oh,
0: right, 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 right. Okay, cool. So, uh, Bizdira, why don't you roll us a slight handshake? But uh, I, will say,
3: I will say Flick will do the gymnastics thing again. Well, he'll look to the bugs. Oh. Come on, yeah. they gotta give me well, a 10. I Well, guess, I guess they gotta give you a 10 again. Hooray!
1: Uh, so, do I need to do a persuasion check first.
0: <laughs> so none of these additional checks are going to count towards a skill challenge, but right. uh, yeah, absolutely you do.
1: So I'll and, do here's, a-
0: and, and I'll tell you why. So make me a charisma persuasion or charisma intimidation actually. Either is fine.
1: Okay, hold on. I want to see which one I want to decide on.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> uh, well, they're both zero because my charisma is shit. Okay. Um, so I think what I want to do is I want to look at him and be like your first step to getting my trust. Come here.
3: Aww. And What'd you I'll,
1: roll? I'll hold out my uh, my hands the same way that uh, Flick did.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Well played, uh, well I rolled played. an 11. I love it. You rolled an 11. Okay, that's enough to get him to, to do it without, like, struggling and causing you to have disadvantage on your sleight of hand check. All right, go ahead and bowl. Bowling with Sigara. Ah!
1: <laughs> that's also an 11.
0: Okay, so that's halfway. So let's we'll say that you managed to knock down five of the pins, uh, wooden stump pins. And you know uh, he loves it. It's like a
3: slip and slide. I mean, kind of. It also kind of hurts.
0: They're big wooden posts,
3: but you nah, know, it's okay. Oh no, they're just logs. They're like hollow, dried out wooden logs. Uh, okay. Uh, Kit, it's your turn.
2: <laughs> I mean. Kit obviously absolutely refuses to play
0: this game. I was wondering. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think Kit is watching horrified as this is happening. Oh, ah,
3: come on.
0: <laughs> I,
2: right. I absolutely can't. I I feel Flick, love Flick won't peer for pressure. It's fine.
3: He won't peer pressure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love it. So you all spend a few hours on one of the, uh, or an hour or so on one of these days uh, bowling with Zagara and Kit just, like, disapproval city.
3: I think Uh, then, uh, just for flavor, mm -hmm. Flick will look seriously at Zagara. Uh, He'll, like, come back. (laughs) Zagara, I imagine him, like, running back the 25 meters down. He's, like, covered in mud, and he's kind of, like, out of (laughs) breath and kind of panicked. Uh And he will look down at him and uh, sort of touch him on the shoulder. And then with the other hand, he will kind of gesture like he's throwing something in the air and he will cast Thaumaturgy and throw glitter upon him. Aww. Just to make I will him feel also good.
0: Say, I will also say, and you can push back if you want, Bizdira, but I will also say that I think Bizdira's sort of general attitude towards Zagara improves at least a little bit after this experience.
1: Minuscule.
0: Okay, but but noticeably enough that Kit feels like
3: something good has come out of it, maybe.
1: A minuscule amount. Okay. Because I can't say it the
0: other way.
3: Okay. has. Flix's attitude has definitely improved because Zagara is down, and I like it. Alright. Okay. Fantastic.
0: So, one of these, one of the days of your travel, you play some cigar bowling. <laughs> Who wants to tell us the next uh, story beat in your travel to the tunnels?
2: Um, So, I definitely have a specific thing that I know is going to happen for Kit, okay. but in the meantime, uh, can I just add a little bit to what's happening on the day of bowling while I'm oh, sitting disapprovingly?
0: Absolutely, yes, absolutely you can.
2: Um, I think I'm going to send uh, some animal messengers to the Kobolds and to Bria as Great. they had discussed and I had totally not forgotten about. Definitely didn't forget.
3: <laughs> At all. Never forgot about that in my life. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You can do that.
0: Uh, what? J- just a general idea of what they say.
2: Um, to the kobolds, I'm just going to tell them very simply we're coming back, just to give them the heads up. Um, sure. And I think I'm going to send it actually specifically to Dranks. Oh, okay. Um, Dranks or RX, I think. Just because we don't know what's happening. Sure. Um, and then to Bria, I'm going to. I would like to, as briefly as possible, tell her we're done at, with the yuan and we'll be with her soon-ish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, great. Great, great, yeah. great. Cool. I love that. Yes. Very good.
2: Great. Um, so I think on the second day of travel, um, you know, I feel that uh, for Kit, at least, she's become very contemplative, especially, like... After seeing Zagara and feeling like it's nice to have a little buddy around and just have somebody to take care of, um, I think Kit wants to kind of break off from the group for a little bit and go hunting for an animal companion. So I think uh, as we're walking along, um, when there, I think that we walk along and we see a little pond. Mm -hmm. of sorts and Kit's going to break off um, and she's going to go looking around the pond and she's going to find a uh like a little family of frogs and they're like really like really interesting like looking frogs like the tiny beautiful ones that are like uh it's gonna be like you know speckly like red and oranges poison poison
3: dart frogs kind of
2: yeah yeah it's that it's totally one of those and she like spots it and she really wants to have one of these frogs to come along and be her little animal companion um and so I'm going to, she's going to make an, an animal handling check to see if I can persuade one of these little frogs to come, come on an adventure with us.
0: Absolutely. I love this. I am, I am sending you good dice vibes because I <laughs> think this is super cute and kind of hope it happens.
2: Yay. Okay. Fingers crossed. I'm not, I'm not
0: giving you advantage, but I'm, I'm I hopeful. Know. <laughs> I really hope clear. that it works because I too. want a little friend.
2: <laughs> It's not going to work. It's only a 12. Oh,
0: no. Okay. So, you know, they're just the the trick is and the unfortunate thing is that, like, um, it's not so much that that they like didn't like you or didn't. Or we're scared of you or something like that. It's just that, like, the reality is, like, it's hard to, in a short amount of time, without being able to, like, easily speak with them for long periods of time, it's just hard to convince them to actually do what you want, right? You manage to get them to, like, hang out with you for a little while, but they don't want to come with you.
2: Okay. And, like, I mean, I'm definitely disappointed about this, but I also understand, like, they don't want to leave their homes. They want to stay there. But I'm... I'm a little bit heartbroken about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely. And, and you know, I think that probably Kit is motivated to keep trying yeah. and to seek out other types of creatures that maybe one of these days she's going to have a little buddy.
2: Yeah, I just want, you know, a little friend to hang out on my shoulder. <laughs> Absolutely. I love
0: that so much. I love that. Uh, cool. So, uh, Bizdira and Flick, uh, Kit sort of goes off for the day, and and at the end of, of her little time on her own, she comes back, and she looks a little, a little dejected, a little sad, uh, but perfectly safe, but, you know.
1: I have to say, speaking as someone who has been recently almost was, uh, digested by a bu- giant, big giant frog, <laughs> I am- <laughs> I'm not quite as disappointed about this because that would have been a whole thing for Mysteria.
2: But it was just a little one. It didn't yet. have any tentacles.
0: So scarred for life with frogs. <laughs> yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yet. We don't
0: know. Oh, but weird think
2: weird how cool scar- it would have been if it had grown into one of those things and then we had had it there and it was our friend and that it would attack our enemies.
0: That would be pretty badass. I
2: still
1: think it would take a little while for Bizdira to be okay with that.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, that is a It's a love... It's still, you know, it was a good experience for Kit. All right, so we are at one success and one failure, and we are over to Bizdira. So Bizdira, tell us a little... Give us a story beat.
1: (laughs) Great. I'm really, really good at this one.
0: Oh, Uh, you're better than you think.
1: Yeah. So I think because it's me... Um, it'll be more along the lines of like we're walking along, kind of walking slowly and being careful. And I think that Mystere would be kind of like out in front because now Kit's a little sad and dejected and not really, you know, thinking about her little lost froggy pals, whatever.
0: I already named it. I oh I no, have no doubt. <laughs> what was it going to be named?
1: Gerda. Gerda. Hmm. I'm so confused. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> Bazeera's gonna, like, I think just kind of be creeping forward. And mm-hmm. at this point, I think she's kind of bored. So she's kind of, like, kind of pulling off one of those, like, cronk from the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, no. Not quite doing, like, a, a her own theme song because she is trying to still be pretty quiet. But she's still just kind of, like, hopping around and, like, <laughs> going up behind trees and, like, just being amusing herself. Yeah. Um, and then I think at one point she's going to, like, drop down and hold an arm up like they do to, like, stop people. And be yeah. like, look back and go, shh. Yeah. And she's going to kind of, like, creep forward and see, I guess, come to a hill uh-huh. that goes down to more of, like, a, again, like, another little pond. A little bit smaller. And down there I think she would see... Ooh, what is she going to see?
0: I don't know, but can I tell you how engaged I am with this? I can't wait to find out what she sees. I was going to say, I'm like on the edge of my chair. I know.
1: I think she's actually going to see one of those 4 gorillas.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: And it's like going to be just kind of like down by the water, I guess, trying to catch some frogs
3: oh you are the worst <laughs> oh. you are so terrible oh the face it was worth it for the face
1: totally worth it for the face um yeah listeners i wish you could have seen the look of utter betrayal and anger on yeah it was too. offended for sure so i think she's gonna see it and be like "Ooh, let's let's not do that so she's gonna kind yeah. of like um oh what is it when like not crab crawl, maybe crab crawl like crab crawl backwards.
0: Oh, like on like with your hands and your feet, but like yeah. your butt is <laughs> I to was the like, ground. Butt's in what? the air.
1: <laughs> yeah. Crab
3: crawl. Yeah. Okay.
1: And crawl backwards and kind of get back to everybody and again be like shh, shh, shh and kind of point and like take them around.
0: Okay, great. So so is that a is that a dexterity stealth? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Let's do uh, that. This
1: is gonna be fun.
0: <laughs> uh oh.
1: So, while Buzdira is, like, butt up in the air, Uh I think whatever she ate earlier in the day doesn't agree with her, and she
2: just
1: blows the worst-sounding, like, loudest fart you could ever hear. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Gross. Okay. I'm going to assume that you did not succeed in that check.
1: (laughs) No. That was... That was a... 100% 100% a crit fail.
0: Oh, yes! Okay. So it hears you, and you all end up getting into a scuffle with this four-armed gorilla. You're, of course, able to vanquish it. One four-armed gorilla is no match for the four of you, but right. it fights viciously, and it's, uh, it's you know, not an ideal situation, mm-hmm. uh, but also sort of a hilarious one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well done, Bazira. Okay. Thank you. We are at one success and two failures. One more failure, and the trip will uh, will finish with some consequences. Uh, Flick, we are back around to you. Now, uh, tell any story you want. Just be aware that the check that you use uh, on this roundabout, round robin, can't be another dexterity sleight of hand.
3: Okay, um, I think, uh, okay, so after defeating the gorilla, um... We are going to be a little bit famished, so I think he's going to look around. uh, Keeping it a little bit simpler this time, he's going to look around for something that's um, edible. So he's going to look around and see some weird-looking mushrooms. Can I make... What could go wrong? (laughs) What?
2: Nothing. (laughs) Nothing could go
3: wrong. Nothing could go wrong. They're, like, spotted and, like, multicolored. Uh, they're definitely not poisonous in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> uh, so he is going to make a... To see if they actually are poisonous, would that be a medicine check? Or would that be... What do you um, think?
0: You don't have it. Well, so I would buy herbalism. I would buy survival. Uh, I'd buy medicine, I suppose,
3: if we need to. Sure, why not? That's better, so let's do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is a 24. All right. So
0: uh, you realize that those, in fact, are poisonous, but some of the ones nearby are not.
3: Great. So I'll pick some of the ones that are uh, less spotted and less multicolored, and yeah, I definitely. will just go for those... Because they seem safer
0: all right and it turns out they're actually really
3: delicious yeah especially uh, if you put some balsamic on them and like some salt and yeah like grill them over a fire I think they're great
1: get some blue cheese yeah I get
3: that mm, yum. Your,
0: your them in. yeah stuff your inventories just got way more interesting we'll have to have a
3: look at those character sheets yeah. who has a who has a chef's kit anyone? Yeah, nobody um, and apparently access to blue cheese thing and like truffle <laughs> oil. Anybody?
0: <laughs> Actually, you could probably use some of these to eventually like get like make truffle oil out. That's right. Them. That's right. Maybe they're truffle mushrooms.
3: Mm, maybe Flick will spend time. Maybe well, <laughs> Bezdira is like attuning to her thing. Maybe that's what'll happen. Oh, oh, is that a thing that's happening? I don't know. It's something that still has to happen.
1: Maybe. So.
3: Okay. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay
0: all right but at least for this time around flick you do manage to find some really really tasty mushrooms and you make up a nice dinner for uh for everybody that night so that you all uh get to bed feeling plump and satisfied uh, i don't think cigar takes part in the mushroom meal considering he has a rather close relationship with mushrooms oh
2: that's, <laughs> sad. Also, that's his problem um I know that this isn't actually what Zagara looks like, but I've taken to imagining that Zagara looks like Toad from Mario.
0: (laughs) It's not, but that's sort of fun. I kind of like that.
2: Yeah, it's just like a fun visual to have, just like (laughs) Toad. So here's
0: here's actually how I would describe him. So uh, like Toad, but then you have a nightmare about
3: him and he morphs into some horrible monster. That's what Zagara looks (laughs) like. (laughs) Well, I was going to say more like Toad mixed with Groot. Uh, that's what oh, I was imagining. That
2: sounds Oh cute. there you go. Okay
3: yeah, but that but like nightmare version.
2: Yeah. No, not sure, nightmare. I mean version. that is kind of a
3: nightmare he
0: anyway, is a nightmare. but Oh no, he's my god, you guys google nightmare toad. No, no, no first no, image I that comes up I will not. is Horrifying! I'm
1: not going to do it. Oh, I'm doing it right now. Hold on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. While uh, Bizdira is the only one brave enough to go Google Nightmare Toad, I think let's hop now to Kit. So Kit, give us another story beat, and you just can't use wisdom animal handling this time around.
2: Great. Um, so I think that uh, while we're bedded down, or while we're getting ready to go to bed that night, perhaps while Flick is preparing our meal, um, I actually... Remember that while we were running away from the toad, um, and I was carrying Zagara, he had a moment where, you know, before he was running and running and running, like in the air, um, but then he had a moment where he went totally still and his eyes went black. Um, And it only just occurs to me while we're sitting around um, and I decide that I want to do some questioning and uh, see if I can gain some insight into (laughs) whether he knows what's going on um, and if he can tell me or, you know, get any sense of what what that was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I will buy a wisdom insight check as you sort of question Zagara. Keep an eye out for uh, obfuscation or or uh, lying. I couldn't think of the fancy word for lying. All I can think of is the Spanish word "mentida," And I know it's something like that, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Mendace- mendacity. There it is. Go uh, ahead. What I was
2: rolled. It? I got an 18.
0: All right. Um, actually, I think this is a really good opportunity. So that is another success. So we're at three and two. Very well done. You start questioning Zagar about it. And he really honestly has no idea. Uh, He has, first of all, he has no memory of it. And second of all, like he, no one's ever said anything to him about that before. Uh, So he has no idea. But while you're questioning, it happens again. But this time it's not just for an instant. The eyes stay black, and Zagara's mouth sort of hangs open and slack, and a voice comes out from Zagara's mouth that is not Zagara's. And the voice says, The birds are freed, one by one, and the
3: Destroyer awaits. As above, so below.
0: The and then his eyes flick back and he like looks like he's ready for the next question.
2: Uh, cool. Um <laughs> I I'm just going to say, "Hmm, that's weird." And I'm I I don't I can't think of any more questions cuz that was crazy and also I am uh, going back in my memory to uh Flicks Prophecy. Um, because I'm pretty sure whatever happened just has to do with that. So I'm gonna tuck that one away for when Flick's done cooking <laughs> so I can talk to him.
0: Yeah, all right. you you wanna talk?
2: Uh, yeah, I wanna talk to Flick. I'm gonna okay. uh, I'm gonna relay everything uh, that I just ju- that just happened. Um, I'm maybe gonna I'm gonna call Bizdara over too.
3: okay. uh, yeah. Okay. Still don't know what to make of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think my uh, the trust that I was beginning to get is gone oh, again.
3: Oh, no. I know.
2: Well, as part—I mean, I know that it's separate, but can either Flick or myself or both of us do an Arcana check and see if we know perhaps what kind of magic this is, or yeah, if he's not, possessed, not part
0: of but- the challenge? But yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Kit.
2: Um. Is a twenty one high enough?
0: That is quite good. Flick what was yours out of curiosity.
3: Uh, just a fifteen. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so I what that you're. Would both, be close. What you're both absolutely sure of is that, like <laughs> Zagara, did not cast nor do you think he could ever possibly cast magic uh, he just doesn't seem like the sort of creature that would have the affinity for it uh, and you've never seen any indication of him having of him having any sort of like natural like blood affinity to magic uh, certainly he's not gonna study it like yeah if if it was magic it didn't come from Zagara doing something on purpose right um kit you um how to describe it I think you uh, you definitely feel that this was a magical occurrence uh, and so to you the only thing that makes sense is some sort of spontaneous divination. Uh, Or prophecy or prophetic vision or something which like is super rare back home but like maybe that's a thing that happens here you don't know but it was definitely magical and it definitely like you feel like it's definitely something that shouldn't be ignored but like so many visions like it's cryptic nature makes it so difficult to decode. Um, you're also pretty sure that, like, especially since Zagara doesn't know that it's happening, doing something to make it happen again uh, is probably, there probably isn't a way to, like, force it to happen.
2: Got it. Also, this means he is Professor Trelawney as well as Toad. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I love it. Okay.
0: Okay, yeah. That was an interesting little stop.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm for sure going to keep a little eye on him to see if that happens again. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Definitely. All right, let's head to Bizdira. Bizdira, give us a story beat and your skill cannot be de- uh, dexterity, stealth.
1: Um. So, hmm, I'm starting to not know what to do. So, part of me wants to take some time to attune to the amulet, but I don't see how that would create a skill check.
0: We can definitely do that. I don't think that will be your skill check for this uh, round robin, but, but we can definitely do that since that's a thing that you haven't done yet, and we can talk a little bit about that if you like.
1: Yeah, so let's, let's spend some time doing that. And then hopefully I'll think of something even better. Okay. So uh,
0: that is going to be... So it's going to take you eight hours, just like it did with the fire shield and the shimmer scale. So uh, that's going to be the better part of one of your travel days. Um, But you sit and your friends guard you. And uh, once you are attuned, you find out some things about this item. First of all, you sort of intrinsically know its name. It is referred to... Uh sort of I don't know, by itself it calls itself. That's a weird way to put it, but like okay. it feels like its name is the spellbinder.
1: Spellbinder. Interesting.
0: Um, it is also a key to the temple, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of its basic properties are the same as the Shimmer Scale and the Fire Shield, so your are uh, you begin to age more slowly just like Kit and Flick currently are doing. Um, you are aware of the exact location of the Spellbinder uh, at all times. Um, you can use an action to see through like the Spellbinder if it's not with you, to see around with it. Uh, you can also, once per day, essentially cast locate object on either of the other two keys or artifacts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of that same stuff. Um, this one, just like the Shimmer Scale has uh, a, an incredibly powerful spell that it's able to cast once per year, so does this one.
1: Interesting.
0: Now that you are attuned to the Spellbinder, once per year, you are able to cast Mass Charm Person. Ooh, geez. Yeah. That's Mass what charm the person. The festival
2: was gonna be no. The festival's on the day without. No, was it the day before. No, I'm, that's now.
0: totally what it was gonna be. So well, that's actually a really interesting point, Kit. It was meant to be on the day without magic.
1: So oh! this this can be used without magic, or it, it can be used on the day that without magic, maybe possibly.
0: I'm making. I'm making. I don't know gestures, which you listeners cannot see, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is so cool.
0: (laughs) Uh, A little about Mass Charm Person, which is a homebrew spell that I came up with. Uh, It is a ninth level spell. It takes a minute to cast uh, and lasts for a minute. Uh, You can attempt to charm up to 18 humanoids that you can see within 90 feet. The targets have to make wisdom saving throws, and a target does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it, just like with normal Charm Person. Uh, If it fails, if a target fails, it is charmed by you until the end of the spell or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. The Charmed Creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. One important difference between Mass Charm Person and Regular Charm Person, once the spell wears off, the targets that failed their saves are not aware that they were under the effects of enchantment magic. Uh, Yeah, so you can use that once a year. What else? That uh at the moment is all. Okay. Uh just like with the Shimmer Scale, like you can tell, you can sense that there are depths of power that have yet to be plumbed, but at the moment, uh the the timeless body, the locating the three keys, and then mass charm person once a year are the only uh the only powers that you have access to.
1: Okay. Um well I think that uh besides that Uh-huh. Because that takes up a lot of our day, I think that we would Continue on for a little while, but sure. I think when we bed down, I think Biz Deer wants to wants to play a song. Oh yes,
0: pull out that banjo!
1: Pull out the banjo and do a performance check.
0: Yes, give me a charisma performance check. I love that. Which
1: is gonna go great because I have zero.
0: Hey, but you know what? You were telling the story.
1: Yeah, she's gonna try to um like be like, this is gonna be a song about my new piece of jewelry, and it's gonna be great, <laughs> and she's gonna start. Strumming and remember that one of her strings broke, and so everything oh, yeah. just sounds kind of disjointed and not very good. And she keeps trying to make up lyrics that rhyme, and it doesn't really go very well. and oh, no! She'll use like rhymes that, like, not really rhyme. They're just like, yeah, <laughs> I got this amulet, and it's really cool, and it's like my friendulet, and like, it just isn't, it doesn't my go friend-ulet. very
3: well. My my friendulet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you dead? Ass? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think that's a great lyric. It's my friend (laughs) Juliet.
1: It's my friend Juliet, and she rolled a five, so it's even worse
3: than you think it is. Oof.
0: Okay, so unfortunately, that is three fails. So uh, delightful as it was. So here's what I would like to do. Um, First of all. I know that was a lot to throw at you all and I didn't give you a ton of notice about it and I think we had some delightful stories told today so I want all three of you to take a, uh, to take inspiration please if you don't Aww, already have it thanks. if you do freaking use your inspiration y'all um <laughs> So I want you all to, to have inspiration because I appreciate you uh, taking some uh, creative and narrative uh, ownership of the story and telling some really fun for uh, some little really fun little story beats um, okay the bad news though is that uh, you're going to arrive back at the shimmerscale tunnels but there are go- there's going to be uh, a complication for you all once you are there and I think what that complication is is that while you're there uh, and I'm not entirely sure what it is that you all are planning to do yet. Uh, you haven't told me, and that is for the best. But at some point while you are at the tunnels, I am going to, once for each of you, uh, if you're making any sort of role, I'm going to call for, at my discretion, to call for you to make it at disadvantage as uh, you have some sort of like, almost, like, PTSD shocking memory of something that happened while you were in Silphson okay. that's going to distract you at some point. You won't be able to use inspiration to cancel the disadvantage. You're just one role at my discretion at some point while you're in the tunnels for each of you is going to have to be made at disadvantage as you are racked by the memories of your time in captivity. Kay?
2: Okay? Okay. Okay. But...
0: You get <laughs> you get back to uh, the tunnels. You'll be able to get back to the tunnels with no problem. Now, we do have a little bit of time um, left, and I'm really enjoying... A... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, okay. I
2: just have a very important question that yeah. I think all of our listeners will also want to know the answers to. Oh,
0: uh-huh, what's that? Which is
2: how are we going to cross the river this you time? You read
0: my mind. I was just <laughs> going to say, I. we have some time left, and I'm really enjoying the awesome storytelling that you all are doing. And how can we not address the fact that you all have to cross the river Ashrag again?
1: That fucking river. I live in a trailer down by the river. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, last time, Kit turned into an octopus and carried you all across. What are you doing She's this awesome.
2: time? Um... I have a really fun new spell oh, that I would really it? like to play with.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, now that we have obtained level five, I can cast Water Walk.
0: <gasps> That's so cool. Woo!
2: And I can cast it on up to 10 willing creatures. Holy
0: <laughs> Lord. All right.
1: That's pretty cool. So
2: I can cast it on all four of us, and then we can walk across the water as There's... if it were harmless, solid ground.
0: Oh, Zagara is four. Right, right, right. <laughs>
2: um, But I do have a feeling that Zagara might be a little nervous about it, so I think that we might need to do some persuading right there.
0: I think that's probably true. Go ahead and make me a charisma persuasion check kit.
2: Can I have advantage since I'm assuming my friends are going to help me? Or is that going to be disadvantage because he only likes me?
0: <laughs> uh, well, I think he's gotten to know Flick a little better. Flick, are you willing to help this persuasion? Nah, yeah.
1: Yeah, because
2: you won't <laughs> trust me. All right.
0: So you can have advantage, sure.
2: Yay, advantage. A 16.
0: All right, so that's enough to, to convince him that, like, it's probably safe. Although he does, like, motor as fast as his little feet will take him across that river. Aww. Um, so I would like to just point out two things. One, I love everything about the fact that you just used a third-level spell to cross a 30-foot-wide <laughs> river. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one, yeah. and probably the most important. Um, number two is, would you please read the list of possible liquid surfaces that you can now walk across with this spell? Because uh, it's not yeah. just water.
2: It's awesome. I can walk across water, acid, mud, snow, quicksand, and lava.
3: <laughs> mud? We could have walked across mud yeah, this entire were- time? It only lasts for an hour. Don't get your knickers in a twist. Yeah,
2: it's a third level spell only for an hour. I wasn't going to waste them. I definitely didn't not read it. Don't worry. Mm. (laughs) Although,
0: also, you can cast it as a ritual, so...
2: Don't (laughs) don't blow up my spot, (laughs) DM. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
0: Um, Yes, okay, so, uh, but... The river Ushrog has been uh, a mighty foe before, so I I totally agree with the choice to use a third level spot to cross it this time. (laughs) And cross it you do, and pretty soon after that, you begin to recognize trees and paths. And you realize that you have, for the first time in, you know what, let's see how many days it's been. It probably, it feels like forever, and it's probably been like a ten day. Um, no, it's, no, been, no, it's no. been a long time, because oh, we no, it's were in been for a long time. It's that's been right, because that's yeah. right.
1: We were in Silsun for at least two months.
0: That's right. Okay, so you left, uh, let's see, you left the uh, tunnels in the th- on the third day of the sixth month, and it is now the, one, two, three, the fifth day of the eighth month. Okay, so it's been about two months since you were here. Uh, But it is like, at least at the moment, uh, you haven't run into any kobolds as of yet, but at least at the moment, it feels like coming home. You know that you are at least relatively safe. You're not really sure how the kobolds are going to react to your return. There are a lot of questions. You didn't leave in the best of circumstances. Who knows what they will be expecting from you when you return, but at least you've made it. Uh, And only with minor mental scarring. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Just just a little mental scarring.
0: (laughs) You know, who doesn't need a little bit of mental scarring every now and again? All right. Uh, So... With that, you all are going to head down into the tunnels, I assume, and uh, seek out the council to begin. They should, in theory, be expecting you because Kit did send that messenger. So at least there is that. Uh, But I assume the first folks that you're going to seek out are the council? Yeah. Yes. Drinks, Oryx, the works. Great. And so that is where we're going to leave it for this week. Thanks so so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge, and thank you to you three for being game and taking over the DM seat and giving us a little bit of story fun this week. I hope everyone enjoyed. If you enjoyed your listening experience, it would be really nice if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, (laughs) Google Play, or wherever you download your podcast from. The more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on their sites, and the better our placement, the more people we get to listen. You can just leave a star rating if you like. That totally helps us us out, you don't have to write a review, but if you do, we will be sure to read it on the air. Remember that you can also, of course, reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at at DND Last that's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. We'd love to have you follow us and let us know what you think of the show, and of course, you can always email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. You can also join our Patreon, and with a monthly pledge of as little as $1, you can have access to all cool, sorts of cool benefits and perks, like bonus content, early access to certain episodes character sheets and more check out everything that you can get your hands on at patreon.com slash dnd right now we want to thank some of our awesome amazing fantastic patrons thank you so much to our shimmer scale tribe leaders los vargases and eliahu of merc grove if you want to get shout outs on the show hop on over to patreon.com slash dnd and become a patron We also still have our website with character and player bios, fan art, a link to the Patreon, and a schedule of cons that we'll be at. That web address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. Speaking of cons that we're going to be at, a few of us from the Last Refuge team are going to be at PAX Unplugged in Philly the last weekend of this month, slash the first weekend of December. I think it's November 30th, December 1st and 2nd. If you are going to be there, give us a shout out. Let us know that you're going to be there. We would love to meet you in person and say hi, and who knows, maybe if I get my shit together, I will have some swag with me there. <laughs> we want to thank BattleBards for providing a lot of the fantastic music you hear on our show, and of course D&D Beyond for being generally amazing in every way possible. Check out both of those services at BattleBards.com and dndbeyond.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood Dungeon Master DM Jazzy Hands and with me I have... Vizdera Kit! And Flick Happy gaming, y'all!
1: So, I think because it's me, um, it'll be more along the lines of like, we're walking it's along. Me. What was that?
0: I just need a little wicked in our, my life. It's fine. Go on.
1: Okay.